Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was 24, 25 years old. I'll give you an example. I was, I was making more in a month than my parents made in a year. I could buy and do anything I wanted, go anywhere I wanted. And I was absolutely miserable. I hated my life. I woke up every day depressed you know, and, and worse. And I know a lot of your listeners have been there. And if, if you look at science and entrepreneurs, the same thing that makes us creative is the same thing that makes us more suicidal. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, the podcast that delves into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and business owners. I'm your host, Tyler Martin. In today's episode, we have a truly remarkable guest joining us, Roderick Lenhart, a serial entrepreneur who has experienced incredible success from starting and selling multiple businesses to becoming a best-selling author. But here's what will really grab your attention. Roderick's journey took an unexpected turn when he found himself halfway across the world, contemplating the meaning of life and the purpose behind it all. His revelation led to a transformative book that has touched the lives of countless individuals. In this episode, Roderick will share the WAVES method, a powerful framework that goes beyond the typical focus on business growth, bringing clarity to our personal why, authenticity, values, exploration, and a statement of purpose. And here's a thought-provoking tip from Roderick himself. The cost of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. We'll dive deeper into this concept and discover how it can revolutionize your mindset and priorities. So get ready to unlock the secrets of success and fulfillment. Hey, Roderick, welcome and thanks for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? Man, I am excellent. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. I'm doing great too. I'm excited to talk with you. Why don't we start with, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do professionally, and maybe a little bit about your personal story just to start? Sure. Man, start off with the hard-hitting questions first, right? <laughs> I go right into it. <laughs> Tell me everything about who you are. <laughs> I, lifelong entrepreneur, you know, I was that kid that was selling golf balls at the end of the road and figuring out how to hustle candy bars at school and, you know, grew up with no money. So if I was going to buy a Nintendo or a bike or a pizza, I was going to have to figure out how to do it myself. And fast forward many, many businesses later, I sold my last company last year and all but retired. I took a whole six months off. And I'm sure every entrepreneur listening knows it's simply an impossibility not to keep creating new businesses. Like you're you're wired that way and it just is what it is. So January of last year, I went around the world for the second time and I was in Thailand. And my partner, Nicole, forces me to do pleasure reading and not be focusing on business things. So that was, uh, I was reading Mike Kim's book, You Are the Brand. That's my version of (laughs) pleasure reading. But uh, I look over at her and I just go, we got to give it all away. And she goes, 
what? And she's just drinking a mango smoothie. She has no idea that I've been formulating this plan, right? And uh, that kind of led to what we are, what we're doing today. You know, I woke up this morning and I was signing books. My book came out two weeks ago, ended up being the number one bestseller beyond my wildest dreams. But I couldn't have told you 12 months ago what today was going to look like. I couldn't have told you that this book would be done, all of those things. But I have a very big why. There's a reason I get up every day to do all these things. And the hows along the way, I just walk through open doors. And that tells you a lot about who I am as a person. So let, if you're open to sharing, what is your why? I, and the reason I ask it, if for me, it's hard to come up with a why. Like I always feel like it's not big enough. And I know you're supposed to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just always feel like um, I have trouble coming up with like a legit why, sometimes why I'm doing things. And I know that, that as a coach, like I should be able to nail that. What's your why's and what's your thoughts around that? So that was a lot of the reason I wrote the book. You know, the book centers around a process I call the waves method. And that is your why, authenticity, values, exploration, and statement of purpose. And I think as an entrepreneur, especially any business owner, the why and the statement of purpose combined with whatever your business's mission statement is. I'm a professional coach. I went to Brown for my ICF, all that good stuff. But Everyone, and I'm talking less than 1% of the folks that come to me have a personal mission statement. They can tell you crystal clear what their business is about and who they serve and why, but they don't know why they do anything. And I was probably 20-ish, and I was reading The Death of Ivan Illich. It's a Tolstoy book. Mm. And plug your ears if you're going to read it. It's a really short book. I recommend everybody do, but spoiler alert, at the very end, Ivan, the main character, he's on his deathbed. And he looks up at his wife and he says, what if my whole life was wrong? Mm. I've never forgotten that phrase. And from that day forward, I lived a very intentional life. And if I died tomorrow, I had a really good run. There's nothing I didn't do. you know. And I think as entrepreneurs, we get wrapped up in our business and right, growth and growth and growth for growth's sake. And I was being interviewed yesterday and we were talking about scaling. And I know a lot of your folks will talk about scaling. Yeah. And... I said, why? He, he was asking me, how do you scale? He was a younger fellow, but I said, why do you want to scale? And he couldn't answer. You know, it's, it's knowing why we do anything at all. That's why I'm here. That's what I do. That's my why, at least on the million dollar flip-flop side. That's what the book is about. And it takes you through, it's not just my story and my journey from zero dollars to a million and back to zero, back to millions again, and the whole shot. But it's, it's how to know and that's what that North Star means. It's the Waze Method builds two things. It, ge- it gives you a purpose so that you know the next decision I'm making, whether it is a business decision or do I go play softball this weekend, you know that it's on purpose and it is leading towards something that you have identified with. You've taken the time, purposeful time to identify that. And it's also a decision filter. And when I looked over at Nicole that day in Thailand and said, we've got to give it all away, it was because... I had reached a really low point in my life, uh, mid-20s, and we can talk about that. But I developed this system, and it was just for me. It was for me and for my buddies that would ask, and they went off and did their own ventures. I did mine, and it just made sure that I was always on purpose. And that's what I meant. I didn't want this to die inside of me. That's when I decided to write the book. And that's why we donate 100% of everything is because I don't want people to look at the book and think, well, I'm not lying in this guy's pockets, you know, just another huckster. No, I want them to know that, no, it goes to a charity and maybe you should take the chance on this thing. And that goes from the book all the way up into VIP days and private coaching, you know. 
Wow. So I got so many questions, so many things to unpack here. So let's go back to the North Star. Is a North Star, in your your opinion, is the North Star something personally? Or and I'm thinking it from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Is it about your business North Star? Or is it about your personal life? Or are they different? Or they integrate? Where, where does a North Star fit in for someone? They're very different. And okay. in what we do, and we see this when we do live workshops, especially and it's why, you know, as a coach, like you can't see the label from inside the bottle, you know, the, use all the different metaphors you can, the, be, the world's best eye surgeon can't perform his own surgery, right? You need somebody on the outside. And we see it a lot in values and the values are kind of that, that centerpiece of both your why and your statement of purpose. Those two things individually are very different. And when I'm working with somebody on their why, I will say it can't involve money, power, or notoriety. So that, that helps push them towards their why. As we develop your values, that's what the exploration piece is, is that you go out into your world and you live the highs and lows of your life and you continue to tweak that list. And then that values list is what splits off in your why and your statement of purpose. But your statement of purpose is that North Star. So that is that finesse. Your values are the nuts and bolts of who you are and how you show up in the world and how you want to arrive for your partner, your business associate, your pastor, your mom, your dad, it doesn't matter who it is. The statement of purpose is that elevator speech of this is who I am at my core. Now, those things, I call it the happiness intersection, and it's like a level two program with us. But it's if your business mission statement and that statement of purpose are diametrically opposed, you're going to be unhappy. And it's one of those KPIs that you can look at and go, well, this makes sense. I want to be this person, but I'm building this business. Why am I miserable every day? You know, and I know so many entrepreneurs that you know, I've got qualifiers to work with me as a coach. And one of them is profit centered because, and maybe you know, but I've never figured out a way to teach someone that money isn't the answer. And that if you're miserable at 50,000, you're going to be miserable at 500,000. Wherever you go, there you are, right? So right, right. you have to have had that experience in order to work with me because it's you can't get somebody past that until they've lived it. Right, right. No, that's good stuff. That answer your question. I got a little sad. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. But can you give me some examples? Like, what are some North Star examples? Obviously, client confidentiality, but just things that you've experienced of of people's North Stars that it sounds like it doesn't it doesn't follow under certain things. So, what would be like some more North Stars you've heard that you could possibly share? I think the without sharing specific examples. Sure, sure. What I can tell you is. You know, yesterday I was on that show and they were asking about scaling. And I, I blew this host's mind when I said, I'd say 75% of the people I work with are not interested in getting bigger in any way, shape, or form. They are interested in buying their time back. And what I see in Statement of Purpose slash North Star from a lot of people, it's more time, more time with their families, more time to do the things they really want to do. And what you help people with, what I help people, it's it's designing a business that fuels your life, not the other way around. And ultimately that you hear it. Do you love the money will come? There's a thousand cliches, but it's true. You know, you never, you're going to put more of your heart and soul into something when it doesn't feel like work. And if that thing fuels you as a person at a very base level, and you've taken the time to identify what those things are, you can't not be successful. You're going to be better in business. You're going to be better in sales. You're going to be a better husband. You're going to be a better father. You're going to be all the things. Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. So this whole million-dollar flip-flops, one, how did you come up with the title? And then what, what are you hoping to accomplish? Like When someone reads this, what are you hoping they walk away with? 
Yeah. I say I do one thing in five very different ways, you know, and it all goes back to that Tolstoy quote. I I don't want people when they are 70, 80 years old, looking back, wishing they had made a change. I want people, whether it's my book or anyone else's book, I want people to take that deep dive into their life at a young age and maybe not have to go through the trials and tribulations that I did. And a lot of people have that hero journey, right? But learn it on the front side of your life so that you can't go back. We can't buy time back, right? So that's what I want for people. And that's why I say I offer it in five different ways. There's a ton of free content. You can look at, you can listen to this show. You can look at all my social media. There's tons of downloads. There's things you can do. I do a karma class every month. It's completely free to attend. It's the same work I do with everybody else in my world. And you can go all the way up to VIP days. You can do a course. There's the, there's the book, there's the journal, there's all these things. But ultimately, that's what I want for people. And the reason we give it all away, I, I literally live a dream job. I don't have to be doing anything. If I had my brothers, I'd be out in the garage right now building a hot rod, right? But I feel this calling to bring this into people's lives. And then we donate all the money to our foundation, which has sent a student leader abroad. So I get to see the light bulbs go off on both sides of that equation. And you know, as a coach specifically, you watch that happen for people and it's incredibly powerful. You know, I, I coached baseball for a lot of years. I don't have kids of my own, but I coached baseball for 10 plus years and I had half a dozen kids make it to the major leagues. And I would run into them in Charlotte and they would say, oh, Coach Roderick, Coach Roderick. They'd tell me this story and they'd say, do you remember that time you told me? And I'm like, bro, I don't. Like it was 15 years ago on a pitcher's mound. And I was with these kids for, you know, five hours a day, five weeks uh, or five months of the year. You know, and it's like, I don't remember everything I told you, but I'm glad it impacted you. And when you think about that ability to change somebody's trajectory of something so small, yeah. And then as a coach, you get to do that professionally. And then with the foundation, it's it's exponential impact that we have. And we catch them real young. We're talking seventh and eighth grade with the foundation. So it's, I just, every day I wake up excited to be able to do what I do. And I, just, I couldn't think of another way of operating. So cool. So the whole million dollar flip-flops, where does that come from? Is that you being on the beach and coming up with the book idea? Or? Oh, yeah. So it was actually that book. It was that yeah. Mike Kim book I was reading. And it was, it was an exercise in that book. I'm sitting there at the beach in Thailand and it says, look around your immediate environment. And what is one thing that represents who you are? And I'm like, you know, flip-flops. You know, I, I never wear shoes. I call them foot prisons. <laughs> You're working on the house, building hot rods, winter, summer, doesn't matter. I'm always, I'm very, I would say three days out of the year, I wear real, real people shoes. I call them. I was just in Europe for six weeks, uh, seven countries. We just got back Sunday. I didn't even take, I didn't take anything other than my flip-flops. You know, we're, we're all over Eastern Europe. So it was something that I identified with. And then where the name came from is, you know, most people with the exception want a million bucks. Most people want to be in their flip-flops because it represents that they're not at work. They're at the beach. They're doing something fun. So that's where the name really came from. But it also at a deeper level, the flip-flops, if you take that to represent change, that's what I help people with, you know, is identifying it, embracing it, loving it, knowing that that's been my superpower is my ability to identify that something needs to change and then have these tools, which is what the Waves Method develops to, it's abrupt for some people that aren't used to it, but that's been how I've been able to change my, my business life, my personal life, doesn't matter what it is, is just developing those things ahead of time and being able to implement change when needed. 
If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. It's abrupt for some people that aren't used to it, but that's been how I've been able to change my, my business life, my personal life, doesn't matter what it is, is just developing those things ahead of time and being able to implement change when needed. Yeah, I love the name. And the domain was available, which makes it super cool. Uh, so right. you got the domain on the book. So that's cool. Hey, uh, so speaking of change. So a lot of times when we go through change or people go through change or even massive change, doing a little research on you, the term massive change was used. You know, people have trouble with this. It either, they either have something holding them back or it's a big hurdle or they revert back to old ways of doing things. What advice do you have in terms of dealing with change and getting people to go overcome the hurdle, embracing it? Sure. And we, and we go into great detail on this in the book, you know, the, ultimately at its core, that's what the book is about. And I think what the waves method develops, you can't do these things when you're in crisis or you're in a major decision-making mode, right? You have to take the time to identify your values and identify your why, identify your statement of purpose, then go out and live your life and tweak it. Not when it's, do am I scaling? Am I opening up a new branch? Am I shutting it down? Am I selling the business? You can't be in that mind frame when you do this work. And ultimately what you develop is three layers of decision-making. So when you say, okay, am I going to open up a new branch in Charleston, South Carolina? Well, does it match my why? My why is sitting there waiting for me to look at it. I've already worked on it. Does it match all of my core values? You know, my top three core values are, are freedom, autonomy, and connection. So that eliminates a lot of things, right? You know, you can give me the best corporate job in the world. I'm never showing up somewhere for 40 hours a week. I'll work 100, week, 100 hours a week at home. <laughs> you know, so it, it gives you that tool. And then if it makes it through all three layers, it makes it through your statement of purpose as well. Then there's a pretty good chance that it's the right thing for you to do. And I tell people that your family, your friends, your, the people that are close to you are absolutely the worst people to get advice from because there's, and even if it's unconscious, there's always skin in the game. You know, if you ask your wife, should we do X, Y, Z? She's thinking of her life and how that relates to her. Am I going to have to move? Am I going to lose my friends? It doesn't matter if it's a good deal for you or for the business, right? So, and that's where coaching is so important. Having somebody with no skin in the game that can take an objective look at what you're doing and that's what the system builds is you have that at your disposal at all times in your life. Do you find people tend to slide back when they start to deal with change and then they go back, they revert to maybe what they were doing before? Is that normal? Does that happen sometimes? What's your thoughts around that? I think if if you've developed these tools ahead of time, okay, the decision, people aren't afraid of change. They're afraid of making the wrong decision. And there's a big difference between those two things. So the more right your decision can be for you, and that's where the authenticity piece of waves comes in. It's not for your wife. It's not, this is very personal. It's okay to be selfish when you, when you work on this. If it's the right decision for you, you're unlikely to slide back. Doesn't mean you won't. We're still human brains, you know, <laughs> all of the, the psychology and neurochemistry and everything still works the same. We all still have the same system, right? Operating system. But when you make a better decision on the front end, it's much, much less likely. 
Very cool. I want to switch gears. In the book, you talk about journaling. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how does journaling fit into your personal life? And then how do we, you know, what is ideally in terms of us journaling? Like what should we be doing? I'd love to first kind of understand how you journal and then what does that mean for each individual and how they should do it? Yeah. So there's a several different reasons that I do journal and it's, and it's not, it's a business journal. It's not necessarily, yeah, there's feelings involved, but it's not, you know, what you would think of as a journal and shameless plug. Our journal comes out in, I think three weeks, the publisher said it'll be out, but it accompanies the book and you can do either, or you can do them concurrently is the way it was designed, but it's just this thought provoking thing every day. There's a new quote, you write down your SOP, you write down the top three things you want to achieve that day. And then you look at the end of the day and you figure out why it did or didn't work. And for me, journaling has really achieved three things. And the, the first one is understanding trends. Just like you look at trends in your business, there's trends in the way you operate as a human being. And if you start to notice the same things happening again and again and again, not uh, here's, here's what our revenues were, but here's how I reacted as a human, as the owner, you can start to change those things, right? If you don't know what it is, you can't change it. Number two, it has allowed me to be much more grateful and for the things that I that were dreams 12 months ago that are a reality now. And we're so wired to just look at the next thing, the next mountain, the next 10 million, the next, it doesn't matter, right? What was a dream yesterday that is my reality today? And be grateful for that. I start every morning with a wheel of gratitude. It's free on our website. And the last piece of that is just having those special moments. And it sounds a little woo-woo, but you know, human beings, we have a negativity bias and it takes. Some have said a hundred positive experiences to eliminate one negative experience. And I think that keeps people from living their highest and best life. They're worried about what somebody's going to say. They're worried about a troll on the internet. You know, there's, there's all these reasons we don't do things. And I think when you have a, a special place that you can go to, what was the best thing that happened to me today and why? And you've got 365 of those at the end of the year. You know, we're always getting feedback from customers and from people that enjoy what we do as a business, right? And so when the one troll comes along and goes, you suck, you know, we as human beings tend to believe it. Well, do I suck? You know, and you can just open this thing and it's just, it's a mindset reframe. So those are the three ways I, I use my business journal. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, you brought up two things where we outweigh, we give more weight and importance to the negative thing a lot of times than we do to the positive which kind of always blows my mind. I mean, I'm sure I'm guilty of this. We all are. It's weird how we let the troll, you know, have more importance in terms of maybe we respond to that troll or we let it ruin our day. Mm-hmm. Are we just wired that way? Or is it is journals just help us reframe? A journal in this case can help us reframe by having 365 days of positive things. We can just kind of swipe through and go, I'm not going to let one comment offset these other 365, which is just a fraction of the good things. Right. I mean, man, we could, that could be five shows on its own, right? I know, I know, I know. Yes, we are. If you look at, at any kind of chemistry of how human beings, and it's a, it was a survival mechanism. It was knowing that there was a lion was much more important than the deliciousness of a berry bush. You know, one kills me and I'm not around anymore. And the other one, gets me by another day. So they, the reason negative experiences are more painful and more memorable is so you don't kill yourself, so you don't die. Right. You know, but here Maslow would be proud. Our needs are mostly met, right? So it's, you know, Debbie in accounting is not going to gut us in a field, but 
chemically, that's how we still respond. Right, <laughs> so, right. Yes, it is very much, it's unavoidable as a human being. It's why we have inner critics. It's why we have saboteurs. It's why all of these things try to, why we hold ourselves back more than anybody else ever would. Yeah, that's fascinating. So you've had a lot of a success as an entrepreneur. What do you attribute that success to? Is it learning through hard knocks? Is it, did you have a mentor? What caused you to be so successful? All of the things. <laughs> I was 24, 25 years old. I'll give you an example. I was I was making more in a month than my parents made in a year. I could buy and do anything I wanted, go anywhere I wanted. And I was absolutely miserable. I hated my life. I woke up every day depressed, you know, and, and worse. And I know a lot of your listeners have been there. And if, yeah. I mean, if you look at science and entrepreneurs, the same thing that makes us creative is the same thing that makes us more suicidal. You like, if you want to talk about the two vast differences between the two things. So from that rock bottom, I developed this system. And the ways method is great. If you want to talk about the one thing though, it's, I've always believed in what I'm doing. And I was just taught that from a really young age. And I think I was on um, selling with love not that long ago. And we were talking about how, if, if you really believe in something, I talked to realtor groups a lot. I was a 20 year, you know, I was in real estate and construction for a long time. And I talked to realtor groups a lot and you ask them, who's the best realtor in this room? And they all raise their hand. You know, I'm the best realtor in the room. And who loves cold calling? Nobody raises their hand. Everybody hates cold calling. Right? And if you look at it as you're not selling anything ever, you're doing a disservice to the customer to not bring them the better version. So if they don't use you, Mr. Realtor, they're going to use Johnny Slapjaw down the street who's going to do, do a terrible job. So you're doing a disservice to that person. And I think if you reframe sales, we're all in sales. You know, you're either selling your wife on going to the movies or you're selling your company for $10 million, but we're all in sales. And if you look at, if you truly believe in what you're doing and that you're doing a disservice to other people not to offer it to them, you can't help but be successful. Good stuff. That's really good stuff. Hey, you know, switching gears, kind of the same area, but kind of switching gears too. So when you sold your business, just this last one, and it left you in a situation where, hey, I never need to work again if I didn't want to, ideal situation, like utopian almost. Did you know, like, was that your plan all along to sell your business? Or was it more like someone came along and made you an offer you couldn't reviews? How, how did that play out? A little bit of both. There was, it was designed to scale and sell. It was designed to give me runway. It wasn't necessarily designed to set me up for the rest of my life. I was fortunate in how it all went down, but you would hear me say often, I don't know what chapter two is going to look like, but I can't see it while I'm in chapter one. And I, like I'm sure other people listening can can feel this, I craved a long sabbatical where I'm not on. I've been on for 40 years. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're never off. Right. And I knew I had more to offer this world and it, it might sound egotistical or selfish, but I remember I was, I was in my, I grew up in Michigan. I was back home with one of my buddies, Ian. And I just said, you know, yeah, I could start another business tomorrow that, you know, makes $10 million. I'm like, that's great, but I've got more to offer this world. And I didn't know what it was. And that was what I had mentally, what I'd been working on while I was off for those six months. And what finally, when I was that day in Thailand, when I'm like, we got to give it all away. It's like, it was the culmination of everything that I've been thinking about. And mm -hmm. now here we are with, with both, with the foundation and with the business and the book and all of it. That's awesome. Was it stressful going through that sale or was it just everything kind of fell into place? Fell into place. And I'm a win, 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 win guy. 
you know, in every deal I've ever structured, I want it to feel good for both sides of the equation. That's how I sleep at night. And it, it was a win-win and it, it came together seamlessly. It was one of the easiest transactions I'd ever done. But again, a lot of that stems from just, you actually care about the person you're not selling them anything, right? You, you care about the person on the other side of the transaction. Yeah, that's very cool. That's that's a great mentality, the whole win-win philosophy and actually living it. Sometimes people say it, but actually living it, I think, is is where it makes a difference in your life. So cool stuff. Hey, I always love to end with this last question. You've already shared a lot of things, so I'm getting a little greedy here. But is there something, whether it be in your life or your business life, that you've experienced along the way, some type of tip, life tip, business tip that you could share with us that we might be able to apply? There's a thousand business tips I could give you, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to leave you with just something to ponder. Sure. Just this quote, the cost of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. The cost of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. I like that. That's, that's where we end. <laughs> okay. That's deep. That's deep. You're almost making me feel like I have to add something to the show notes to delve into my own deep thoughts. I love it. So speaking of show notes, thinktyler.com is where I put my show notes. And I'll put, depending on when this publishes, there's something you're doing live. If I meet it by the due date, it's going to be in the link, guys. So you'll want to go to the show notes. Your website is milliondollarflipflops.com. If people wanted to reach out to you anywhere else, is there anywhere else they should go? Yeah, website, there's there's links to contact me there. I'm at Million Dollar Flip Flops on every social media channel. And I would encourage people to go by the website, ton of free resources, the gratitude wheels there, core value starter kit. There's a bunch of stuff we just give away. So awesome. Okay. Well, hey, thanks so much. Good luck on on the book and, and helping people. And it's awesome that you're giving the proceeds to help uh, young leaders uh, come abroad. So that's just really awesome. So thanks for everything you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tyler. It was fun. Okay, take care. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.